sign into Euro Folk Radio and click on Listen, you'll hear everything. Okay, I'm just going to fade the music out, folks. Uh, Pastor Eli James here. This is Restoration Hour on Eurofolk Radio. Uh, A little bit of a delay here because uh, I've been trying to get my main computer set up for shows. I have been using my laptop almost exclusively lately because it doesn't radiate as much as my other computers. The uh, with the big screens and the desktop, both of those radiating. And I've actually had to unplug those machines, but I tried to use one of the desktops to call Doc, and it just wouldn't go through. So I said, okay, let's mm-hmm. use the laptop. And I got through. How are you, Doc? I'm doing good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. You're coming in loud and clear. Excellent, actually. Great. And I just want to let people know. Well, oh, go ahead, if you got something to uh, say. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I'm not sure. Um, I was going to get into the chat. And oh, I'm okay. not seeing the, the the word chat up on that bar, so okay. maybe yeah. it's not there. I don't know. You have to go to listen live now. And uh, in fact, I'm going to yeah, go there. I'm, I'm going to go there. Okay. And then you go down to. You have to scroll down to chat, and then click on chat, and then you should be able to get in. Okay. Huh. In fact, uh, uh, I should be there now myself. Okay. Yeah, so uh, we've had a little bit of problem delay here because I had to switch computers, folks. And so I'm going to reconnect to the chat area. Okay. And I was able to do that right now. And, uh, okay, somebody had asked about Pastor Steve recommends a bunch of really good (laughs) non-Jewish study Bibles. Does anyone know where I can find any downloadable versions? And uh, Well, that's a good question, but I directed uh, Kurt to uh, Pastor Steve's website, which I believe uh, Brother Rob is still maintaining. So you could go to pastor, www.pastor-steve.com, and his Bible, uh, his direct translation from the Hebrew into English is up there on this site. So uh, it's, I'm glad it's still, I haven't accessed that site in quite a while, but it's still there. Okay, so Doc, I don't see you coming into the chat room yet, but I'm in. And, uh, you know, if you can keep on trying. But otherwise, we before the show today, we were, ta- oh, there you go. Okay, Doc, Dr. Waterman got in. And uh, so the chat room is working just fine. And uh, before today's show, Doc Waterman and I were talking about several issues, such as radiation sickness from computers and how it affects our immune systems and uh, what we could do about it. And uh, several issues like that, uh, transgender issues and how the drugs that they use to uh, change the by, they can actually change the biology of a human being, <laughs> folks, by giving uh, hormones, okay, by <laughs> giving testosterone to women, you know, but they're doing it on girls, folks. They're doing it on girls you know, as, as young as 12 and even younger, and they're doing it to boys, too. And <laughs> I, I don't believe this, Doc, but I actually saw it on a video where – 
a man who has been had gone through the surgery and they carved off part of his left arm and cut off his penis and testicles and used the, the, the flesh that they took off his arm to simulate a vagina <laughs> and they cut him open and inserted that vagina into his body. Question for you. Do you think that guy could ever bear children? <laughs> right? Uh, I, I take it by the, your laughter. <laughs> but that's where the world is at. Okay. It's, it's absolutely it's insane. This is absolutely insane. So we have to ask, what days do we live in? Uh-huh. Eli, what, what yeah. days do we live in? Oh, well, these are the you end know, times. Think... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's, I, wanna, I wanted to tell you, we're gonna, we were going to be talking about um, sex-changed women and men right. or, or girls and boys into whatever. Yeah, yeah, it. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but there's a underlying war that's from this. Yes, oh, for and sure. I think, I think, and I think we have to get back to Matthew 24 to find out what we were told was coming in order to get back to where we're at right now. And it's not 24 of Matthew is not far down the road. No, no, we're living so in. Me, yeah, go ahead. So let me let me read 24. 22 King James it says and except for those days should be shortened there should be no flesh be saved but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened question is why yeah and how long (laughs) I'm tired of waiting doc (laughs) let's talk about the nuances of the words from its original out of the manuscripts and answer this question why so let me get into it, and this is going to open up a whole new world. Okay. Doc, when it comes to transgender yeah. surgeries, genetic manipulation, and I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. boy, it's going to blow you. Yeah. It's just going to, well, maybe not this crowd, but it'll blow <laughs> most people's heads off. Right. Okay, I have to step away from the computer okay. for just a half a minute, so go ahead and get started. I'll be right back, okay? Don't All wait right. for me. Just so go into it. question is why it says well of course we read that because no flesh will survive no people will survive and that those are interchangeable now if you take this in its original context jesus did not necessarily say unless those days be shortened that everybody or humanity would not be survived and how do we interpret it in the chat tell me what you put down a lot of people think well we would be nuked right we would have the whole planet blown to pieces well that doesn't leave it to be set up for being destroyed by this you know fire i guess it could be but generally speaking i don't think we've got enough nukes to actually burn the planet to pieces maybe we do yeah well uh you heard of uh, uh yellowstone it's getting ready to erupt. <laughs> yeah, it won't, that won't, yeah, it, it, it might cause an extinction-level event, but the yeah. planet will still be here. Sure. But instead, he said, he being Christ, yeah. unless those days be shortened, here's the, the key. 
no flesh All right. will survive. No flesh. Now, let's go to the transhumanist movement for a minute. Uh-huh. If the transhumanist movement succeeds in transforming this thing we call the human race, but that means anybody, Adamic, non-Adamic, okay, any of the creatures that are roaming the planet today, you and I would call them and understand that we have Adamic man, then we have beasts, and then we have wild beasts. Wild beasts can't talk. Right. Beasts can talk. And Adamic man, well, you know who that is. Sure. So we're talking about transforming any of those that are so willing to do it into a race of what we might want to call post-human. Now, I don't like the word human once you know who you are. Sure. How about let's call it post-Adamic. Post-Adamic, there you go. Or or non-Adamic. Yeah, there you go. Who no longer need flesh to even cover their bones, maybe. Then these words of Jesus take on an entirely different meaning, but we don't have to really strip the flesh off. But what we're talking about is the development of some technology that's dwarfing the Industrial Revolution, not just in technology itself, but in size and scale. A lot of us keep thinking the biggest revolution we had was the Industrial Revolution, you know, where we put out cars and uh, you know, and all that kind of thing. Well, actually, folks, this is even bigger. It really is. The world, uh, by the way, that there are various social philosophies and political movements that emerged during a very interesting period in history. Darwinism, Marxism, right. socialism, communism. When did they come? During Humanism. The Industrial Revolution. That's right. That's right. Eugenics and all of that emerged within a few short decades. Right. So where did all this crud come from? <laughs> well, we know where it all started, right? We can go back to the very first prophecy and get that right, and you know what that is, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Genesis three fourteen and 15. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So this evolu- the evolutionary theories that are nothing more than not theories. They're not even theories. They're flat-out lies. Charles Darwin himself didn't even believe it. They gained traction to be convenient. They're, they were stories of convenience. And the people that even heard them oftentimes said, well, I don't believe it, but I could sure use it to change society. Right. And how many times have we been told they didn't even believe what they were pandering, but they used it because there were some stupid idiots out there that are out there on the computer playing games, and they go, oh, this looks good. Oh, I mean, you know, they can't tell the difference between real life and TV. Yeah, because there is none. <laughs> yeah. <We're... laughs> they don't have a real life, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it seems logical, then, that most of, the, of its adherents, and that by that I mean these transhumanists, have concluded that the current version of whoever you want to call yourself, whatever, black, beast, uh, uh, Adamic man, is not going to be where they want to go. It's not the final product, so to speak. 
but is only a stage in this evolutionary process of Darwin. So, right. Well, so here's the question. What are we going to get? Uh-huh. Are we going to get utopia or dystopia? <laughs> are we going to get Shang- Shangri-La or are we going to get purgatory? Right. Are we going to get paradise <laughs> or are we going to get perdition? <laughs> right. Paradise or perdition? You know, it's... what awaits us on the other side of this meddling of the human enhancement is the question. And it doesn't just stop with transgender surgeries. Yeah. All of these movements fail to address the root cause of this whole mess, which is at the root of why they hate this country's constitution so yeah, much. And our let race. me talk to the crew out. Yeah, let me talk yeah. to the crew in chat and, and our and our listeners for a minute. Okay. I want you to be acutely aware of something very important when you talk to people. The Constitution invokes not one single right from God. What the Constitution does is limit government's ability and and uh, uh, and, and yeah. action. Yeah. So where did we get our rights? Yeah. The Bill of Rights. Yeah. Well, and also the, the Declaration, Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Right. Those say we get so our rights from God. Yeah. Right. And where did those? And that's where I was going. Where did we get those? Where did we get those foundational rights from? We didn't make them up. Right. And that's the point. These people think, oh, well, you know, George Washington just sit down and, and, and started smoking some pot or something. And, and he just came up with these ideas. No, <laughs> you and well, I know <laughs> these were not original <laughs> to right. the founding oh, yeah. fathers. Yeah. Well, but hey, wait How a minute. About, uh, yeah. the, the Constitution was written on hemp paper. So, ba- so and, maybe they uh, were smoking something. <laughs> well, they might have been. But you know what? In fact, CBD, they might have been healthier than us. That's right. But, so so uh, all of these movements fail to address the root cause of the human condition, and that's the sinful nature right. of man. Amen. They will Even, not change that. This is the core of why we are here where we're at. Yeah. How are we going to overcome the fallen state? Only one way. Uh-huh. Right straight through the cross. Right. And that's going to come. You know, that's going to come. And he, not he's not going to appear to take over his kingdom and leave it in this state. He's going to, ex- he's going to, transform us and he's going to and he already told us uh and showed us actually what we would become when he brought three of the disciples you know to the mount of transfiguration and said behold look here you know and that's what we're going to be like right yeah and so then we will be then in that kingdom you know that's so important to understand too is so what kingdom are they trying to establish here with all this change? There are two kingdoms mentioned in the Bible, but when John the Baptist baptized Jesus, what did he say? He said, behold, what? What did he say? Uh, your, your king or your Messiah. The kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Behold, the kingdom of what? Is heaven. at hand. Yeah. Heaven. heaven. Yeah. So heaven is the physical kingdom. 
there is also the kingdom of God. And that's mm -hmm. what he said at the cross. If you kill me in three days, I will make an indestructible temple, which has already been built, right? Yeah, so right. We, the, the, we, the believers, are the temple for that's right. the we, Holy we Spirit are the kingdom. now. Yes. And we are, oh, now our flesh is indestructible, but that temple is not. And so guess what? Gosh, that sounds like to me the third temple's already built. That's right. Eli, I wonder where, yeah, I guess yeah. that one's coming up. They think's coming up in, yeah. in Israel is fake. Yeah. Uh, by golly, it is. And, yeah, yeah, Doc, what you're well, saying is very, very important because the mm -hmm. bulk of Judeo-Christians actually support the Jews in their claim that uh, there is a prophecy that says the third temple will be built. But there's no such prophecy in the Old Testament, and the only prophecy in the New Testament is the one that you just revert, uh, avert to, and that's the kingdom that's within us, a temple made right. without hands. Right? Without hands, and yeah. indestructible, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so when he said, you kill me, not only will I res be resurrected, I will be indestructible, and so will my church. Right. And my temple that I will make will never be destroyed. Man, that was kind of shattering. And, of course, you know, during the three days, he got to go down and visit some bad guys and say, see, I told you. Right. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, try and do something to me, boys. You know, I'm here to show you. Uh, it's about time for me to leave, but I just wanted to come down here and tell you you screwed up. You right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, well, it's hard to get these now, uh, ideas across uh, yeah, to average Christians. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. So now when we go on into this thinking, there's some more important things about that, too. We keep getting these prophecies that Russia will attack from the north, and it's Russia that will attack Israel, Israel over there, the fake Israel. Right. No, no, it ain't going to happen. Here's the deal. First of all, in that passage, it says that these <clears throat> attackers that are coming from the north will have an unknown tongue. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know Russian? I know Russian. I mean, I don't know it's Russian. Based but on I Greek. We, mankind can uh, understand. I mean, we, you know, most of the languages of the planet <clears throat> that have any kind of army that could threaten us, we all know their language. Mandarin, Russian, all that. We knew yeah. so it, how can it be them if it's not a language we don't know? Well, they might say, here's what they do. Well, there's these tribes in in the Brazilian Amazon right. that you don't know. Yeah, like five guys with sticks. Mm -hmm. That's right. a real yeah. threat. They're gonna invade this Israel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so back to this uh this nature. Kirill. That happens to be the head honcho of the Russian Orthodox Church. Okay. He just announced that the mRNA vaccine is an attack upon the very temple of God in an attempt right. to destroy the, the temple and uh -huh. the dwelling place of the oh, Holy Spirit amen. in order to destroy the church. Right. That's what yeah. he said it was. Yeah, yeah, and the church, okay. of course, he means uh, he means the Orthodox Church, but we know it's us, Anglo-Saxon Israel, well, right? We, and we, we, we know it's the bride yeah. of Christ, right? Right. So, 
All of these movements, though, okay, all of them fail to get to that root cause. So instead of placing God at the center of the movement, they're placing extraordinarily evil men at the center. Yeah, I bet you've got your list, right? Right. Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I mean, I mean, how come we're they're not dead yet? You know why? How frustrated are you guys? Hey, I bet you if you gave me a hundred dollars and I promised I'd take care of Fossey for you, I'd probably get a whole bunch of money. Right. I'd probably get more than one hundred dollar bill. But here's the problem, brothers and sisters. God's let him live for a reason, and that reason ain't going to be too good. I mean, right. he, this guy's already signed, sealed, and delivered his own fate. And yeah. God has a special little treat for him when this is done. And I think, my opinion, much my opinion, Pastor, uh-huh. that he is personally going to take care of that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, I got that job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody be, wants that job. Yeah, right? I'm sharpening I'm my, my blade, my, my, what's my, my, wooden, <laughs> my wooden stick, <laughs> right? Because vampires can only be killed by a wooden stake, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, so, right. But now you, you well, just mentioned the, oh, yeah. uh, the uh, head of the – now, are you talking about the head of the Orthodox Church – in, in Russia slash Europe, or the head of the Orthodox Church here, the uh, the exoarch, I, I guess, would be outside of Russia, because I understand okay. that, that head is here in America, and uh, wasn't there an incident of, of, of him being uh, hit by some kind of microwave technology that yeah, made let me, him... Let's so- talk about it, because I was there. Oh, you I were there? I you firsthand. Okay. I, I was there. Okay. Here's so what's what, happening. Okay. But before we go, let me describe okay, yeah, finish up. kind of their, their, their kind of let's let's do a real quick uh, on on how they're structured. The Russian Orthodox Church was in Russia, and of course it had a king. Of course, the communists killed them and murdered that entire family, trying to get rid of all that, so they couldn't have that anymore, right? Yeah. They can't have Christianity existing, so the communist was trying to take it out. So the head of the Russian Uh, The Orthodox Church, it wasn't really called Russian Orthodox then, but it was Orthodox Church then, said, in order for our faith to uh, survive, we need to send some of our, you know, other uh, leaders, sneak them outside the country in order to continue the faith. Right. And that they would try and survive while those that said they could go would go, and those that wanted to stay and fight said they would, and they prayed about who could do that and all that. And so off out of Russia, they sent the cadre of people to kind of continue with the the, the faith of, of the Orthodox Church. Okay. During the occupation of Russia, it became very um, pronounced, and then there were some fractions, and then they had a Greek and Greek Orthodox and Eastern Orthodox. And now today we even, as are in many denominations, there are some pretty hellacious uh, things that are not even doctrinal, like, you know, uh, homosexual marriages in one of the Orthodox groups, which, of course, the Russian Orthodox says, no, that isn't us. They're not even Orthodox. They can say whatever they want. I mean, you know, they can say they're 
they're they're red people when they're all blue. I mean, you know, they can say whatever they want. Doesn't mean it's true. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Sure. So they had this guy start, and he was head over what was called the Russian Orthodox Church outside of Russia, which is called Rokor. Rokor. R O C O R. Okay. You will not see it written out. Most of the time you'll see R dot O dot C dot. Okay. Okay. Those became very powerful and very strong after the fall in 91 or two. I can't remember. I was there before the fall, so I can't ever remember when it fell and I got hauled off. So I think, and I was there before the, in the wall. Right. So the, the bottom line is the Russians that have, remained intact with some kind of mm, some type of Russian orthodoxy in Russia re uh, returned and began to grow again with the help by the way of, of even Putin okay and they built 10,000 churches in the meantime the men that left and started the Russian Orthodox Church and the guy that runs the inside Russia are they're very um, – they just consider themselves the same family. They okay. very, they're very – they're not competitive. They're not at each other's throat. Now, the Greek Orthodox and Eastern might be, but not right. the Russian Orthodox outside of Russia. Right. So the second in power, which is actually the main guy over all of Europe and all of uh, North America, who uh, – has a right-hand man that's in lives in uh, Florida uh, came to the Ozarks. Okay. I was, I was asked to come to the Ozarks and there was a special uh, request by a friend of mine. Would you please come to the church? And so I did. Okay. Well, what I didn't know was going on is this big shop was literally coming to this Orthodox church in the Ozarks. Now it's probably not, they didn't tell me probably because it's like, you know, yeah. if you were to meet with Trump, they might say, you need to come. We need you to meet, but we're not going to tell you who. Right. We're not even saying that there's anybody important coming. So they didn't tell me because they probably thought it was too yeah. dangerous. Right. Yeah. But why did they? The reason why I was asked to come was twofold. One of it was they wanted me to talk to him about get this. The only bank outside the Federal Reserve in the United States for all of the people of Western culture to have who are getting debanked because they're uh -huh. Russian Orthodox, Russian Orthodox, okay? Right. And they want a place for them to have a bank. Okay. And I'm the chair of the Preparedness and Emergency Committee. So okay. they brought me in. And okay. there was all these guys there, you know, at the ceremony and the church service and all that. And there was this guy over to the side sitting very quietly. That was this head dude. I didn't know who he was. I just heard he was kind of maybe over a few churches. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. he's over these churches. I, I was thinking, you know, maybe over Arkansas and maybe, <laughs> you know, Louisiana. Yeah, Florida. Know, right, churches, yeah, right. right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, um, was asked to go into their fellowship hall to have a dinner, and all the all these uh, uh, leaders came in, sat down at the table. Across from me was the man that invited me, who's a subdeacon. Okay. 
and we began to talk about he carves and stuff. In fact, he did a carving for Scalia two weeks before he got murdered. He really? felt led to give him this this huh. carving of St. Christopher and said, here, God told me you need this. And he says it's the, the Catholic. Of course, he was going into the Catholic with Scalia, so he gave him a Catholic saint. Right. St. Christopher saying it was uh, it's the saint of protection, and of course you know that. Right. You know what Scalia told him? What? He said, he said, I'm glad that you gave me this because they seek to kill me. Right. And, two, do. Week, and two weeks later, uh, he left yeah. here in the Ozarks because Scalia and went to Texas and got murdered. Right. Yeah. And wasn't so, that out of Bush, so that's how, Bush Ranch? Wasn't that out of the Bush Ranch that that happened? It was on a Bush Ranch, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was on a – well, it was a holiday place that the Bushes run. Right. So the bottom okay. line was this guy's here at, and I'm talking to him about all this. And I left, I got sick and everybody, I was told everybody was, except for a few, which may not have even been there that day. Right. Got sick from going to that service. Cause we think that the head dude was targeted. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right now. <clears throat> so I can, I can, we're speculating how it was done, but it'd probably be way over everybody's heads and they'd be going, oh, no, 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 no. But we already have evidence of using drones and they have 30 liter containers and they uh, are a very interesting approach. But anyway, yes. So that's happening. So it they is, could use a drone to what? Happening. Was it chemical warfare? Or was it radio, uh, radio waves? What, what was it? Do you have an idea? Well, let me tell you, it's not radio waves. They're they're dispensing. Well, they love to call them variants. Okay. It's COVID's fifth oh, or okay. sixth generation. And there is, hey, when you go to medical school, and I know there's some of you out there that are undergraduates of the, of the uh, biological sciences, you were taught too. There is no virus, bacteria, anything that the further it goes down and is out into uh, circulation, yeah. the it stronger dies. it gets. Okay. It doesn't get stronger. No, no, it it doesn't. doesn't do that. It, it typically dies, right, very soon. Right. It's, yeah. Yes. Now, what we might want to say then is it was who knows what it was, but there is now evidence from the frontline doctors, which I'm part of, that we're not getting variants, we're getting new releases. Right. Well, it's but uh, it's, that it's are not, not a variant. Yeah. Well, it, it it could just be some kind of uh, toxin, you know, because most diseases are actually caused by the toxins released by bacteria. Because I remember doing a study, uh, I did a show on this not too long ago, where the what the medical schools purvey is that our cells, our healthy cells, are attacked by bacteria, and then kind of a war starts between the bacteria and the healthy cells. And I found, no, that's not true at all. What happens is the bacteria eat the food and the excrement of the healthy cells, and then they poop out toxins, and it's these toxins that are what well, make people still, sick. That's still, a, that's still what we call replication in an infection. Okay. That is a replication. That is the infection. And it okay. is, you Very are good. correct. There, there uh, is an excretion 
that they produce that causes the toxic buildup. And right. that's what it is. That's right. Now, with viruses, it is different. Okay. They replic- They are already dysfunctional. They are parasitic in nature. Okay. And that's why ivermectin and uh, hydrochloroquine, yeah. all those work. Now, hydroxychloroquine, sorry. Right. Now, we already knew that because SARS and MERS was inserted into this virus and back when they had that in a in middle eastern respiratory syndrome over in the in middle east uh-huh. what stopped it was hydroxychloroquine right and ivermectin that's and why they have forbidden it to be used the, here in america yeah, <laughs> yeah and, they knew, and they knew and they knew that yes so they didn't want you to have that so it was because they had inserted that now what they didn't tell you was they also inserted three variants of um, uh, uh, HIV. Okay, yeah. Now, yeah, you can't that, get that unless you're a bad boy, get right. dirty needles and right. and a few other things. So it wasn't going to work too well. But the excretions that they produce, not just – they don't stay in the body. They will come out, and sometimes we uh, get other things like spike proteins oozing from somebody's body. Right. But when we catch those things, they won't replicate. It's kind of like the best way to describe it is if you have an allergy and it's springtime and you're walking outside and you're an idiot when it's yeah. full pollen, nine, you know, 12 out right. of 12, so to speak, and you're not covering your mouth or you're, and, and you're just inhaling, sucking right. in all this. And, and, and what's going to happen is you're going to have this horrible reaction. But you don't start replicating pollen. Right. It doesn't right. replicate. Right. You don't you don't it doesn't infect you and become a, a machine yeah. replicating. No, you just clean it out, detox, wash off, yeah. uh, drink a lot of water and all that. And then pretty soon get it out of the environment and you'll be OK. Well, that's what we feel when we get exposed to other people from these. Uh, right. Well, I'm going to call them some kind of virus that they release. And yeah. Well, that's spike what protein. we feel. When it's we, the spike protein. Yeah. That they uh, somehow. But when they release the. Yeah. Right. But when they release the the, the microbe itself, it's coming from. Okay. The, um, uh, uh, drones. Okay. Well. Uh, now uh, these drones, I've seen them. I saw the drones. Okay, drones, you saw them. All right. They, they, they'll carry about thirty liters. So imagine about fifteen two-liter uh, containers of pop. Right. You know, that's a lot of fluid. They're pretty, and so they don't just buzz. They don't sound like a regular drone. They go. Bum, 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 bum. They're almost <laughs> like a helicopter, right? Well, because well, I mean, it's a drone. It's got helicopter yeah. blades, right? It's well, got sure. helicopter. Yeah, and it's kind of heavy, so it pops the air a little heavier than than a. Re- it doesn't buzz like a drone. Right. It kind of pops, you know, kind of like yeah, a helicopter because it's, a... it's got some weight to it. Right, it's a bigger drone. Yeah, it's all just right. a bigger drone. Well, we yeah. got all okay. off track, but instead of placing God at the center. These movements are using these evil people, but they're with these breakthrough advances in transhumanist science and the technology that we've got is real, you know, it's like all time high. It appears that people of all ages, and we're talking people like in all different backgrounds and world cultures have been deceived and they're lining up. And what did they do? They embraced it. Right. Oh, give me the shot. Give me the shot. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and the well, Bible said through 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 deception of pharmakia. Uh, right. Guess what? Yeah, well, that's what it is. Yeah, sorceries. 
uh, and paid for by the banks, <laughs> by Mystery so Babylon. The, yeah. So the re- yeah. So the remaining Adamic race that God designed isn't satisfactory to them. Of course, yeah. it never was. Right. We that was the first prophecy. We were never going to be satisfying to them, and we just wanted to be left alone. That's the difference. Right. They're aggressive, and we're retreaters. Right. We've never had, you know, Jewish flight. It's always white flight. Right. <laughs> we, what we've had is Jewish parasitic attachment. That's what we've had. Right? Or, 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 get, or, get, or get this. Have you ever seen um, uh, a black neighbor go, could going, oh, we got to move. The whites are moving in here. Yeah, right. No, they don't do that, right? <laughs> no it that's never happened. No, they don't do that. <laughs> right, right, right. But we're racing toward this human-animal chimeric, oh, yeah. human uh, so we're having chimerics with the vaccines, and then with the surgeries, we're getting machine hybrid made. That okay. means they're not changing the DNA. They're mechanically fixing the body and changing it right. from yeah. what God gave it. Right. But uh, getting back, because I think the uh, virusum, uh, Mr. Kim Smith puts it virusum. I have to look up that word. Oh, virusism. Okay. <laughs> virusism. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> virusism. So, uh, all right. So, but I'm still kind of, because I you remember when we had, uh, what was it called? Uh, Morgellons disease. Okay. And people were mm-hmm. getting these uh, little wormy things coming out of their skin. Somehow they got inside their skin, either, I don't know how, but uh, some uh, some way these little things got inside people's skin. They were actually sprayed from the atmosphere and then uh, settled on people's bodies. All right. And we had no idea what it was, but now we know what it is. It's graphene. It's well, graphene. here's what I did. Okay. In, in, in the early days of Morgellons research, I was part of the Morgellons Institute. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, we weren't, we, were, we weren't funded by any government money. We didn't have some big grants from anything. So it was pretty uh, advanced for no more money than we had in it. And we understood that we had something that was able to animate. Okay. And what seemed to animate even Morgellons you could put your finger next to it, and it seemed to go after it. Well, the bottom line wasn't that it animated because of your finger being alive and it was alive itself. It's that you and I, every cell in your body produces electricity. Right. And you have, and you have like this magnetic field around you, and it, and it actually is electrical. Uh-huh. Okay. So it picks uh-huh. up that field. So now, right. you know, for example, yeah, it has, a, has that mag, that feel, electrical feel around it. Let me give you an example. Get you a wire that has rubber on it, but just bare the ends of it, and take that rubber that's coated on the wire and wrap it around a nail, and then touch it to a battery on both posts, positive and negative, even, and just put the rubber right. that touches that's on the coating of the wi- wire on on the nail around the nail. And it will still magnetize the nail because that goes through the rubber. Right. In other words, it goes beyond the skin of the body. The electrical field does. And those um, Morgellons um, elements would seek that right. electrical field and follow it. And so what we were doing eventually, by the way, NIH – 
took over the research of Morgellons. Oh. And guess what, asshole? Oh. Sorry, guess what, well, sir? Yeah, Fauci. Took over research Fauci. on Morgellons. Fauci. You will not. Fauci <laughs> took over the research yeah, right. on Morgellons. Okay. And right. so today, so today we have. What we've got with graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, oh. we have Morgellons 2.0. Okay, got. that's what we got. So it sounds like it's even more sophisticated than Morgellons uh, 101, okay, which was... Oh, uh, way, way more dangerous. Okay, more dangerous, yeah. Yes. And it's probably smaller, so it gets into your body. Oh, way, way small, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So Now, here's what okay. deactivates it. Here's what causes it to kind of like shut down and freeze like a robot would be turned off oh okay freezing cold oh freezing cold will just stop it in its tracks so that's why they were sending all these vaccines out at minus 94 degrees okay right because they didn't want it to animate and begin to see if it starts having the environment and yet it's not too cold it will begin to self-replicate and if you gave it after it was on shipment for a month or two days yeah, or whatever, right. okay, it was just yeah. it was building and building and building. The minute you give them a shot, they might die in about you yeah. know an hour. Right, you couldn't have all these people dying with shots because they were too uh, right. abundant uh, graphene in the shot. They wanted the graphene to grow after it got right. in people. Right, I, I gotcha. Absolutely gotcha. Well, okay, mm-hmm. so the videos I've seen of these graph feed worms, for lack of a better uh, uh, word. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them were on masks, and they were activated. The ones on the masks were activated by heat and humidity. So when you breathe out, you're activating mm-hmm. the graph feed w- gummy worm you know, gra- <laughs> in your mask, and uh, somehow uh, maybe they got into you, your body from the mask, I can see that happening, right? They're, they're Remember, warm. heat helped activate it. Right. So that heat, temperature heat activated, from the wa- yeah. water. Now, but it also does some other peculiar behavior when electrical frequencies hit them. Okay. Now, when you look at the uh, elements of graphene oxide or hydroxide, whatever you want to call it, and, and Morgellons, you look at the strings, and, and it kind of reminds you of a forest without leaves on it. They don't have any any okay. direction except up or out, and they're right. just kind of all different directions. Right. Okay. Whereas when you turn on the electrical frequencies, those trees became very straight. They all become very parallel to each other, yeah, and everything looks <laughs> like toy soldiers all lined up in a right. row. Right, because they got they got they got frequencies that will make the shape of the antenna a certain length and a right. certain direction, and it begins to structure. Right, right. The material yeah. I've seen the structure forming in a, in a yes. uh, microscopic movie. I've seen that. I've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so to what extent now does it take over? A, the body, it's, it's obviously at a microscopic level, uh, but how much of the body, you know, because if you're injecting these spike proteins and these graphene particles into your body, how much of this, how much of your body is it turning into this, let's call it an antenna array? 
Well, let me give you some hope here. First of all, a I've been in touch with a petro uh, chemical engineer in Texas. Okay. That many years ago had gotten in contact and himself had gotten more gallons. Ooh. And he went to doctor after doctor after doctor after doctor, and they kept saying, you're crazy, 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 right? Right, yeah. Well, and, and he'd have these rashes, and he showed me the – he sent me the photos. In fact, he gave me, he gave me access to his entire database. Right. And uh, in there were pictures, and I don't know why, you know, you can stick this horrible-looking rash with these things sticking out in front of the no- – under the nose of a doctor, and he calls you crazy. Well, he's right. the guy that's crazy if he can't see it, yeah, right? right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. anyway, he got tired of it. And so he says, I'm going to figure out what, what it, it takes. Is. Okay. So he did. He oh, okay. did. He found three remedies. And oh. um, he well, has Get ready to write this down, everybody. An... Get to Write this down, everybody. You may need this. Go ahead. <laughs> He's got three remedies, and they are uh, internal and external. Okay. I think there's two internal and one external. And I'm uh, getting ready to uh, – I have – I've been given access to it, but I have not been given access to release remedies yet. Okay. I mean, these are things he owns. Okay. He's got them patented and all that. Oh, okay. And he sold them to the public. Okay. So he just quit because it all kind of seemed to fade away a little bit. Well, guess what? It's back. (laughs) The same things will work. Well, yeah, it'll work on uh, if you've gotten an injection. We're anticipating that it will correct the problem. Right. So what does it do? mRNA attacks your DNA. Right. Now, that's the goal of Lucifer. Sure. Is to to destroy. And if he can't do it through deception and, and uh, uh, mating up with Eve to produce uh, a non-Adamic seed. Right. A hybrid. Right. A hybrid. Yeah. And causing them not to have the covenant of the of Adam, because that means they'll then be um, mortal. cursed, totally forever mortal, or until they die, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but there won't be yeah, an immortal species. Die. That's that's what they want to prevent. Yeah. yeah, right. They won't be immortal, but the, but the, they might be blessed, and they might. But that's only going to be while they're alive, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So what we're talking about is uh, we've got maybe a fix for those that have been vaccinated. So what we're really expecting and what we're actually thinking right now, and this is kind of scary to a lot of people that have gotten a vaccine. Right. Is that it could actually be the mark. Oh, it is a mark. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now guess what? We might be able to disassemble what it's doing in the body with his remedy. Okay. Because it actually works at that level. Now, what other things is going on at the DNA level? Well, um, they're trying to make children from vaccinated people (laughs) a whole whole new variety. And so the remaining (laughs) mere, mere, and if you wanted to call us a non-binary variety, right? (laughs) Okay, sorry. I don't want to say... yeah, it, that well, we're Homo sapiens and all that because yeah. there's too many mess up terms. Yeah, Homo sapiens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting an echo here, so I'm yeah, gonna sorry. get my uh, brain all turned turned yeah. upside down here while I'm talking. 
Okay, yeah. So uh, what, uh, can you name the remedies, or is that something that uh, you're afraid of? There's no name to them. No, oh. no, no, there's not even a name to them yet, and there's nowhere to even get them because oh. they're just formulas in oh, the database, okay. and I'm getting ready to find a place to get them made. I see. Okay. And I'm not even – I don't even care if I make money. I'd like to make a little money off it, but I don't care about that. I want people to be cured. Right. I mean I made a biological uh, warfare remedy in 2001, a homeopathic one, and, and I didn't get a patent on anything because I wanted to make sure everybody had these remedies. Right. Sure. Uh, now, of course, I sell them, and you can buy it over the counter from somebody else too, but uh, yeah. it's there, but it was my formula. Right. Okay. Now, remaining are uh, – so we Anglo-Saxon Adamic race that God designed is not what they want to leave alone. Right. Oh, no. And so for, so for many of these transhuman people – the concepts are to paint a brighter, glorious tomorrow sure. filled with high efficiency, guess yeah. what? Yeah, robots. <laughs> slaves. Yeah, slaves. Yeah, robot slaves. Yeah, right. So for others, the notion, though, of irreversibly changing what is to be what it is to be a, a, like a human and the potential spiritual and biological repercussions – for what is happening is absolutely, understandably, of course, terrifying. Right. More so spiritually. Right. So we need a, so what we're needing and what's being formed, and I've been thinking about this, right. is a transhuman resistance. Okay, resistor. <laughs> so now, now this is going to get fun because, right. guys, listen to me. Eli and I aren't tactical field people, but we can sure hold down the fort at HQ. Right. The bottom line is we need some people. We need some help. We need to stop this. We are not going to reveal the technical aspects of it. But the purpose and the importance of this resistance, of course, is just literally glaring us in the face. Okay. These people want the – they want to form – this new man, this new Promethean faith. Right. Uh, and it's more religion than you believe. I know well, of course I think people are mis they, they, they don't understand. This is um, their religion. Right. And they literally yeah. have disciples that says this must happen, you know, and that kind of thing. So we must go from this flawed man to an enhanced beast, uh, but what they don't understand because they reject God's plan is that it's not going to solve the problem. Well, of course, of course. Okay, well, you said you had a formula that you used earlier, like in a, a previous a pandemic. That uh, yeah, get, um, uh, it's is, called bioimmune. 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 Okay. And it's for a biological warfare uh, that I designed in 2001 when you had all that. Remember when they were faking us with the bottles of white powder? Right. And Colin Powell was saying, this is going to kill everybody. And it wasn't anything. Right. right. Um, I thought, okay, faith. I got to come up with a homeopathic for biological warfare. So I had one, you know, and it had rabbit fever in it. <laughs> it has, <laughs> believe it or not, it actually has smallpox in it too. Okay. So this little pox, uh, this uh, monkey pox threat, 
will be covered by my homeopathic uh, biological uh, remedy called bioimmune. And and if you go to simplyyourhealth.com, you can get in contact with me and get some. Okay. And we and we have a dispensary you can get it from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. But the, the the technology is there, but we have some other things that are coming that we need to uh, right. shut down. You know, and we sure. need to become warriors of the tech world. Now, here's the next thing I want to tell people, Eli, and I can't. I don't want to miss it, so I got to tell it right now. Yeah. Get you an NBC mask from Myra. Myra. M I R A. M I R A. NBC. Okay. Okay. NBC. Okay. I can get you, Eli, the precise link. I'll get it to you later. Okay. So that you can send it out to people. And this will help us because I believe they're going to. Now, what they sent out is the classic communist philosophy when you can't beat them because there's too many of them. Right. Wound a bunch of people because they have to carry them off the field. Right. If you kill them, they just test, you know, they check for the guy being alive. And then they keep on fighting when they find out it's dead. But if right. he's still alive, you're going to help him get help. Right. So yeah. um, that means you can take that one bullet, wound somebody, and take right. two or three guys or at least one or two other guys out with it. Right. And that's what this biological attack we've had was. It was to damage us. Right. And it had a long-term, of course, um, uh, kill rate. It's not a instant. Right, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of these vaccines cause cancer, yeah. which takes 20 or 30 years to develop. And yeah. and they this is a long-term uh, goal. Uh, the Chinese yeah. philosophy is very longer in, yeah. than us. But, right. but they aren't going to be waiting for them to die off so the next generation can win the war. No, that's not. Are you kidding uh, the guy, Xi being this guy thinks he's the premier, actually the emperor of China. Right. He, he ain't going to let this, he's not going to let it himself die before he gets this war uh, started and going. Okay. So um, the technology that he is going to be releasing probably the next time is going to be very vicious. Right, right. Especially okay. if he doesn't see um, the implementation with the help of the World Health or in uh, in the World World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum right. and all those idiots. Okay, uh, uh, and if he doesn't get where he needs to go. Quick question uh, from the chat room: Freebird is asking, wh- "What about a military gas mask? Is that as good as your NBC mask from Myra?" Well, uh, and, yeah, and a military gas mask is. Uh, going to have the same thing. It covers, you can see that it covers it up and you breathe through it. Yeah. But when I say NBC, that means it will filter nuclear, oh, okay. biological, and chemical. Uh huh. Okay. And, and so, Myra? And they all M- come together. MYRA? Is that, uh, yeah. MYRA. Yeah, okay. I'll look that up and I'll put it in the, you know, in the final, uh, you know, post, uh, when we post this show up later. Okay. All right. So, okay. So this bioimmune and you're working on some, and, but the, the formula you've got, you say has been sold previously and it worked by this engineer. Oh, I've had it. It's, it's, it's been out. It's been out for 20 years. All right. But it's yeah. not being made In right fact, now. I've been taking it myself for the 
because okay. uh, I know that the pox might be out there. I don't know about the hemorrhagic fever, but yeah. you know, why not take it if I've got it? Sure. I found the link. I'm going to give you guys a link. Okay. Here you go. And so this is a, a this is a prophylactic formula, something you want to take to prevent the uh, you know the uh, mRNA vaccine yes. making both. you sick. Both okay. Both pro, uh, pro, yeah. prophylactic and, uh, and curative. It, it's, it's not. It's not an. It's not an MRA remedy. Yes. MRNA was never uh, any in anybody's minds twenty years ago <laughs> about <laughs> genetic manipulation. We were just fighting anthrax, uh, Ebola, smallpox. Uh, you know, diphtheria, all the, right. uh, you know, um, rabbit fever. Uh, those were the agents, of course, that we were thinking of biologically, and that's what I put in that formula. Right. Now we have mRNA. That right. is not something you can get a homeopathic for. What okay. you need for that is nucleoimmune, which is an advanced remedy that goes in to try and correct the DNA. And, it, and it's very um, untested. So it, it's very good for you, uh-huh. and it helps the body correctly replicate okay. rather than incorrectly replicate. Yeah, okay. But nanote- this transhuman, uh, that right now, believe it or not, of course we'd believe it, you and I would believe it, Yeah. there's a pro, pro-transhuman group forming, oh, sure. or has been formed into the Vatican to Ooh. help implement this transhuman plan. Wow, yeah. Is is the is the Pope a devil? <laughs> uh, he's right. got to be pretty yeah, close to it. Got, now, oh, the yeah, nanotechnology, yeah. yeah. So, but this nanotechnology we've got now called mRNA. Uh, I'm sorry, graphene right. oxide, right? Uh, is an attempt to produce a human robot type of person. It affects the frontal lobe of the brain oh, yeah. and kind of turns you into this uh, zombie person. <laughs> now, when you attack when you of the killer zombies, from, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you jump from that to the new uh, developments at CERN, uh-huh. we're in deep doo-doo. Oh, right. we've got the yeah. connection to hell. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's a Stargate. They're trying to let, yeah. let the demons out of the, out of hell. That's what they're trying to do. Right. right. So the gods yeah. of the non-Adamic DNA will come to this planet through the north. Uh-huh. Like the Bible says, we will be attacked. Israel will be attacked from the north. But not the Israel over there. We're the right. Israel. Right, yeah. We're Israel, of course. The Bible, and it says we will be attacked from the north. Well, guess who ascended the north? Yeah, guess right. what? The, Lucifer said, "I will ascend to the north." Right? He said that's where he was going to be, and he won't. And we don't. Yeah, United Nations language. <laughs> they the, uh, speak a language. NATO, right? We don't know what they talk. Oh yeah, well, I it's, mean, it's computer watched, talk. Uh, it's uh, computer talk, Doc. That's what they're talking. No, actually, it's 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 scary. Uh, did you ever see uh, Mel Gibson in the movie Signs? No. Oh, you got to see it. Yeah. They, okay. they have their language. They were they were listening on a baby monitor to the language, uh-huh. and, and they said, "What are they saying? What are they saying?" Well, it wasn't a language they knew. That's what's <laughs> going to come through these gates. Okay, and they are going to be vicious. Um, they are going to be yep. an army. There is no dark, deep African or yeah. uh, Amazon tribe going to threaten our planet. 
Right. I mean, come on. Yeah, right. Okay. The vaccine is like a software program. Right. You know that. That's what it is. That's right. Which, when it goes and makes this vital protein, it regenerates and causes these immune responses. Now, (laughs) here's what's coming. Okay. There's a group that Moderna just popped up with called Strategic Collaborators, and this includes the Pentagon's DARPA and a civilian counterpart that not very many people know of is called BARDA. That stands for Biomedical Advanced Research Project Agency, and it's a civilian counterpart Uh to um, uh, DARPA. Well, actually, it's Biomedical Advanced Research Department, and it's not – oh, guess what? Oh, my goodness. It just so happens to be connected to Bill Gates Foundation. Right. <laughs> and, and Lori so Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, yeah. is, is the first demon they put out. <laughs> Psalms oh. 2-1. Uh-huh. Why do the heathen rage? Right. And people imagine a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord right. and against his anointed saying, let's, let us break their bands asunder. Now, if you continue to read that, you'll see that God's laughing in heaven oh, sure. of them thinking they can destroy you know, yeah. <laughs> his creation. Right. Come on. Yeah. Well, but God said truth. he had to shorten the days or this right. stupid mRNA uh, genetic code was going to end right. the flesh. Well, now, that's why spiritually, but that's that's why the first thing that occurred to me was this new language would be genetic code. Okay, there you go. Because genetic code is a language. All right, and so there you go. mRNA. That's the language. It's not Yiddish, but well, <laughs> close to I'm it. looking for a. I'm looking for physical fallen angels coming through a portal. To attack, attack the, the the remnant in the last days, in a real sense, and they're going to be big big boys. Right, they're going to be big boys. Yeah, they'll be and let we out of hell. Know what they're saying. Right. Okay. But there's a remnant of protection, so you know. Right, we have protection by obeying Yahweh's laws. Okay, very interesting mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, all right. So for right now, what's available is bioimmune. A product right. that you have available, and I just put your link in the chat room. Is it yeah. correct? Simplyyourhealth.com or is it .org? Yeah, simplyyourhealth.com. Okay, so yeah. you can get this bioimmune, and you're you're working to recreate uh, the the formula has already been created. You just have to get your right. test tube and, and mix it up, right? That's that's where you're at. Right. We're gonna okay. we're gonna try and see who can get it out for us. Oh, yeah. oh, I see. No, okay. Before I let you go, what's been the hang-up? I know uh, with the lockdown and everything, production labs yeah. have uh, shut down. Is that has that been oh, the hang-up? Because I know I it, talked to you yeah, about this we, about a year ago. It's been hard. Okay. I have 125 sources in laboratories that I buy remedies from. So uh-huh. because I knew so many different sources – and use so many different companies. I always have never been like one or two company oriented. Right. right. It helped me because some of these companies ran out of things like NAC, 
and so I had oh, to get really? somewhere else. Uh, so we N- moved N- NAC is uh, acetylcholine. What is the, what's the first letter stand mm-hmm. for? NAC. Uh, the AC uh, N- stands N- for N- N- acetyl- letter N. Okay. Acetylcholine. Acetylcholine. Right. Okay. And that's an enzyme or a hormone, uh, important enzyme for people. It's a, it, yeah, it is a uh, remedy for uh, helping the inflammatory processes ah. of the gut, where uh, the epithelial okay. layers, where this microbe loves to replicate. Now we take care of that in the throat with a mouthwash. Okay, it has a certain ingredient in it, and if you'll write to me or contact me at the website, right. I will send the protocol. I've got a protocol. Okay. I've got a prevention and a protocol. It's now, so... we do have new stuff that we found out about that you can get at Orsland. Of course, now, I'm not allowed to tell you that fenbendazole from <laughs> Orsland's for deworming animals like canines will work on this. I'm not allowed to tell you that or no. ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. Right. Okay? Right. Not allowed right. to tell you that. Okay. Shh. No, you didn't hear that, folks. <laughs> yeah, NAC is available just about everywhere, uh, but nobody knows. It's been very hard to find. Eli. Really? It's okay. Yeah, lots uh, of people have found out about it, but more than that, most of it was coming from China. Oh, cysteine, yeah. So guess what? Right. Yeah, seven is correct. It's N-acetyl cysteine, not choline. N-acetyl Did I cysteine. say choline? I'm well, sorry. I said I Because said I have an – oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I have another one that's choline. I have something that yeah, there's another one. Brain yeah. that gives me one. Well, <laughs> I, I take it for my brain. <laughs> it's called acetylcholine chloride. Okay. Phenolic. Right. Okay. Yeah. Big yes. Word. It's cysteine. It's a, a cysteine is an amino acid, right? Yes, the amino acid that goes okay. in and fights the infection. The very good. It's yeah. so very important to know. So NAC and acetylcysteine is very important to fight inflammation. I should take that for my just, congestion. That sounds like that might well, help. Just, just say, well, I've got a better remedy for the, the okay. nasal cavity. Okay. And i got a whole protocol on it. Just contact me. I'll All send right. it to you for free. It comes on a PDF, and you'll just go. And then you can just call me. Right. You know, that way you won't. Okay. Okay, so your so phone just, number at the uh, – Here's my email. Let okay. me give you my email. If you want to get me straight to me and have – the best access to me. Now, if you're a bad guy, I want to meet you in person. <laughs> okay. Just remember, I will not be alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you might and you might want to pack for a long visit. Right. Okay? If you're okay. a bad guy. Yeah. All okay. right. So here's the deal. It's groundcrew at protonmail.com. Okay. Uh, I'll Call t- me. Yeah. Contact me. I mean, email me. Go to my website. You can even make a little reservation for an appointment, and then you'll be contacted. Right. You don't have to have the appointment. I'm just saying that when you do that, it, it pops up on our schedule, and we make contact with you and see what right. you want. Yeah, very good. Okay. So, uh, all right. So, people, uh, yeah, contact uh, Doc Waterman at uh, uh, at simplyyourhealth.com, and you, you see the you can search for these products. And then, so how mm-hmm. long do you think before uh, your bio, bio lab <laughs> produces yeah. these re- remedies that your engineer friend developed? 
How long? Yes, it's a miracle I ran across this guy. Okay, sure. Um, and it's uh, yeah, and and here he is, a petrochemical engineer. I mean, he's right. He's a la- nerdy lab guy that figured out the answer because they yeah. couldn't figure it out or give him any answer. Right. He cured himself. Oh, fantastic. And I go, and so and so, I'm going. Wait a minute. You, you you do you know what you just said? He didn't get it. I said, that's yeah. the answer to graphene oxide. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, it's great to know there's a cure out there. I want it. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yes, I will. <laughs> All right. All right, Doc. Thanks for right. a great show. And, uh, okay, thanks. Okay. Take care. I'll t- be talking to you soon. And, folks, I'm going to take a All quick right. break. Uh, I have to clear my nasal passages and get a drink. And Ooh. I'll be back to talk about the Talmud. All right, here we go. This is my favorite song. Don't let them take our guns away. Play. There it goes.
the federal government. The government is our servant, not our master. But we are living in an age in which the federal government is trying to become our master. For this reason, the Founding Fathers proposed the Second Amendment, which reads as follows. A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Don't let them take the guns away. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, there's no way they're going to take our guns away. And as Doc and I were talking about before the show, the only way they can get rid of the Second Amendment is to pass an amendment. The states would have to ratify a constitutional amendment to take that away. And that's why they've been trying to chip that away you know, with this, uh, this business and that business, you know, with stocks and uh, magazines and how many bullets the magazine can hold and blah, 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 how long a rifle barrel can be, etc. And, and, of course, the restrictions on purchasing. But none of that has worked. Absolutely none of it has worked. And I guarantee you there's not a single Congress critter because such resolutions must be first passed in the House. The House puts these resolutions out. And I guarantee you, any Congress critter in the House of Representatives who says, we're going to uh, try to pass a bill or change the Constitution, make a new amendment to take your guns away, every one of those Congress critters is going to be having... uh, a target, a bullseye on their chest. They're afraid. They're not going to do it, folks. They're too afraid. And any Congress critter that proposes such a piece of legislation is will be afraid to go outside. Okay? That's the way it's going to be. So they're not taking the Second Amendment away. It's not happening. In the meantime, they're just going to try to kill us with the jab. Uh, by starving us, poisoning us, and all the various means that they have to depopulate, okay? Uh, As far as I'm concerned, the the Rothschilds really aren't concerned about us fighting back. They think they have overwhelming force if it comes to a war. But I also think that what they're going to try to do is stage a revolution first. They want to use their leftist and Black Lives Matter shock troops to you know, get at get at the American people, but again, th- this is not going to affect the gun owners. <laughs> the gun owners are pretty much out in the countryside. You know, the big cities have forbidden legal guns for white people anyway. So, if they try to go out in the countryside, you know, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they'll get slaughtered. They'll simply get slaughtered. That ain't going to work. 
So ultimately, as I've been predicting, they're going to have to send in the UN troops, and that includes Chinese troops. And whatever UN troops they can muster, it'll probably be some you know, CIA, MIA troops as well, okay? Uh, American troops that have been recruited to fight against their own people in violation of the Constitution and in violation of posse comitatus. That's what I expect will happen because they're not going to give up and they're not going to succeed in getting rid of the Second Amendment. Okay, and then Waterman says, for energy, acetyl L-carnitine, or he spelled it carotene, but I think it's carnitine. Correct, Doc? Maybe that's the correct spell. Acetyl L-carnitine, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, because uh, a lot of these compounds are spelled very similar to one another, and, uh, you know, for people who aren't, you know, uh, druggists, (laughs) it's hard to keep these things straight, okay? All right, so for the second half of today's show, I'm going to be, oh, uh, I'm in the wrong browser here. Let me switch to my browser that has this article in it. And we're going to be talking about the, okay, uh, no, not Andrew Jackson's veto. What happened to it? Okay, so, oh, okay, so I had uh, I had this other article here. It's indirectly about uh, the Talmud. It's about Satan. And this is, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me go back in the chat room. And I posted the link in the chat room, but it disappeared off my screen. So I'm just going to copy it from the chat room. It's very nice to be able to do that. And so I can open up the article that I want to read from. I was also going to read from uh, an article about the meaning of Baphomet because Baphomet is the hermaphroditic god, the transgender god that they're worshiping right now and trying to get the human race to imitate right now. That's what all this transgenderism, this binary, you know, multiple genders. And somebody told me earlier today that the Talmud actually says that there are six genders. <laughs> so so I'll see if I can find that reference. Anyway, here we go with Zinaid Abu Nasser, Islamic Rulings, Comparative F-I-Q-H, Comparative religion. So this is an Islamic site and their take on the Talmud. So let's go. Extreme quotes from Judaism. And laws about non-Jews. The Talmud exposed. Death to the Goyim infidels. That's you and me. The Jewish God Jehovah. And of course, that's the incorrect pronunciation of Yahweh. The Jews pronounce it Jehovah, and they have changed it from Yahweh to Jehovah. Studies the Talmud. Yeah, the Jewish God studies the Talmud. They, of course, mean Yahweh, but they pronounce it Jehovah. Quote, Judaism is not a religion, but a law religionized. Quote from Moses Mendelssohn. This is going to be good because the uh, Arab and Mohammedan perspective on this should be, you know, uh, they should have a, 
a lot of interesting uh, insights that we haven't had, you know, from our Western press exposing the Talmud. Caution. Some of these quotes from Judaism are quite harsh. The quotes from Jewish writings themselves are usually defended as being taken out of context or removed with apologies. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. when we quote the Talmud, they always complain, no, well, we took that out of context. No, we're quoting it right from the website, you Talmudists. We're quoting it right from your own website. And with the justification that such, you know, and they do this, and they can get away with this because they know that the vast majority of people are not even bothered to look it up. So they can claim, well, it's taken out of context, and the rabbi will be believed by certainly other Jews and by ignorant white people will also believe the rabbi instead of actually going to look it up. It's right there to look up. Anyway, yeah, you can look up the Talmud uh, you know, from your, uh, from your laptop. And, it's a, and with the justification that such sentiments were warranted because the Jews were being persecuted. Yeah, now Jewish persecution, as they deem it, is actually when you start revealing their crimes. <laughs> when we start revealing their crimes, they call it persecution. You know, so it's like, uh, yeah, Jacob Rothschild, the multi-trillionaire, is accusing me of persecuting him because I criticize him. And I quote his Talmud. So that's what they call persecution. There is no such thing as anti-Jewish persecution. It doesn't exist. Okay, it's always the other way around. Let's continue. Quotes from the Bible, Talmud, and Zohar, Kabbalah. Now, it's also interesting that we know that the, uh, uh, what is it, the, not the Zohar, the, uh, the Quran, the Quran is largely based on the Bible because Muhammad was illiterate and he hired a bunch of rabbis, he, he hired a team of rabbis to write the Quran for him, that's why there's all these Old Testament quotations in there. That's where they come from, because it was written by these rabbis. Uh, I don't recall to what extent he may have edited it later, but he was illiterate, and he had these rabbis write the Quran, period, okay? Even even uh, Islamic scholars will admit that. Note, the disparaging comments regarding the non-Jews, are expurgated from various editions of the Talmud. They are, however, found in the Sancino English translation of 1935. Some of these pages have been reproduced in the plot against Christianity by Elizabeth Dilling. Thanks for referencing that. Where they have been expunged, one can find an O indicating oral tradition, which means that they are still taught. Like it or not, Orthodox Judaism fervently teaches ultimate supremacy over the nations, the Gentiles, whom it pronounces as inferior creatures. Many Jews over the centuries, especially those who are non-practicing, have exposed and apologized for these malicious remarks uh, and supremacist attitude. See concentration camp survivor and Israeli citizen Professor Israel Shahak's Jewish History, Jewish Religion. They are not to be held responsible. (laughs) In many cases, they were conditioned from birth and are appalled at the mentality. Almost none of our Jewish friends agree with this attitude, although some joke about it. Be careful if you have Jewish friends, okay? I know a lot of Jews. I've associated with Jews over the years, but I don't consider them any, you know, certainly don't go out and hang out with them, 
all right? But I do run into them at conferences. I ran into two Jews at Freedom Palooza. One of them freely admitted to me that he was a self-hating Jew. <laughs> he doesn't believe in Judaism. He hates the Talmud, etc. Okay, so there are a lot of Jews like that. And he expressed to me something I've already known, that such Jews who abandon their Jewish heritage find it very difficult to also integrate with Christians and with white people. They actually find themselves to be in a state of limbo where they really can't relate to us and they don't want to relate to the Jews. So it leaves them in a a very strange place. And I've, I've known several Jews who have this problem. But nevertheless, they have abandoned Judaism and are doing their best to try to support us, put it that way. They're, they're doing their best to support us. And so when I go to places like Freedom Palooza to speak, uh, very, very often Jews seek me out and tell me these things. So let's continue. It is true that some of these quotes have been taken out of context. We are attempting here to find them and put them within their context. Also, a number of these contentious remarks are followed by mitigating commentary from another rabbi, such as the quote about heathens studying the Torah at Sanhedrin 59a. Some of these quotes are translated quite differently from version to version, apparently at times softened. According to Professor Israel Shahak, the original Hebrew passages possess greater vitriol than do the translations. Because of the translation discrepancies, it is difficult to verify these quotes. The verses in dark blue are confirmed to be in the Sancino Talmud. We have removed some particularly incendiary remarks because they cannot be easily verified. For more information regarding apparently erroneous Talmudic quotes, please see the writings of Judy Andreas. Okay, don't haven't heard of her. I'll see what she has to say about the Talmud. Okay, let's continue. Further, it should be noted that some of these texts, such as the Zohar, Aruch, Yalkut, Tosefta, and Soferim, may not, oh, my screen jumped on me, may not, where where, where is it? Lost the place. Uh, Verbatim, deliberately difficult to follow. Uh, Okay, it's somewhere in this paragraph. All right, anyway. The text is frequently deliberately difficult to follow in Hebrew as well, such that it needs to be simplified, such as concerns the use of the terms for Jews slash Gentiles, for non-Jews slash Gentiles, quote, Cuthians, Samaritans, Egyptians, Canaanites, Karaites, and Minim, which refers to the Judeo-Christian heretics. Also considered the Sadducees, heathens, and of course, and goyim, and are well-known terms used in the Talmud. Goyim referring to Gentiles said to be unclean. It should also be kept in mind that much of the Talmud was orally taught and or written down long before pogroms and persecution of Jews were common. Yeah, because their behavior, (laughs) they were living the behavior of the Talmud and people resented it. Thus, the notion that these anti-Gentile statements are a reaction to such persecution is untrue. 
Indeed, it has been suggested that the persecution was in large part on account of such anti-Gentile statements and anti-Gentile behavior, and which they say. For a rebuttal or apology of these quotes, see below. History of the Bible is the next heading. The Old Testament was compiled during the period from the 6th century B.C. to the 1st century C.E. The New Testament was compiled over a period of several hundred years, starting in the 2nd century C.E. The book, or, or A.D. rather, the book represents as a whole not history but mythology, much of which was boldly plagiarized from other cultures around the known world. As Rabbi Lewis Brown, spelled B-R-O-W-N-E, says in Stranger Than Fiction, quote, The Bible is as a whole is a whole vast world of wisdom, beauty, and moral truth. But it is not a chronicle of Israel history or literal history, he says. Its episodes and chronicles were in the mouths of desert tribesmen for long centuries before ever they were written down. For long centuries they were passed on from father to son, growing grander and more wonderful with each generation, so that by the time they were set down in writing, the literal truth in them, like the vein of gold in a mountain, was crushed and tortured and broken in a thousand places. Well, that may be true of the rabbinical version of the Bible, but the fact is that the Adamites were literate since Enoch, since the days of Enoch. He wrote 365 books, and all of the patriarchs down to Noah were literate, and of course, Ham, Shem, and Japheth were literate, and all of their descendants were literate, because they practiced what I call Proto-Hebrew, probably very, very little difference between Proto-Hebrew and actual Hebrew, but uh, our people have been literate down through the millennia. So this statement is absolutely false, and of course we would expect, yeah, yes, hubris will be their downfall, Doc, absolutely. That will be their downfall. But in these, uh, you can just about every statement a Jew makes is false. The only time a, a Jew will make a true statement is to set you up for a bigger lie, okay? <laughs> so this was a, a definitely false statement. You know, it's, it's a, Rebecca, a rabbinical opinion, therefore a Talmudic opinion. Continuing. These episodes and chronicles, however, continuing with the Arabic text here, did not represent the exploits of real people, but of mythical characters, many of whom symbolized celestial and terrestrial bodies and forces. History of the Talmud and Zohar. The Talmud, which is also called the Torah, as is Pentateuch for the first five books of the Old Testament, while the entire Old Testament is called the Tanakh, represents the enormous compilation of the writings and pronouncements of many rabbis and others who felt the need to make a commentary on just about every subject under the sun. It often reads like neurotic bickering by less than sane individuals. It not the Old Testament is considered to be the molding literature that determines a Jew. Quote, any decision regarding the Jewish religion not Mosaic religion, not Hebrew religion, but the Jewish religion, must be based on the Talmud as the final resume from the book, The Jews, Their History and Culture and Religion, 
volume 4, page 1332, Jewish Publication Society of America. Very good. That's a great resource there. Quote, The Talmud is to this day the circulating heart's blood of the Jewish religion. Whatever laws, customs, or ceremonies we observe, whether we are orthodox, conservative, reform, or merely spasmodic sentimentalists, we follow the Talmud. It is our common law, unquote, from the book, The Talmud, Heart's Blood of the Jewish Faith by Herman Wauk, quote, which also read serially in the New York Herald Tribune, 11-17-59. Regarding what is actually in the Talmud, Rabbi Lewis Brown says in Stranger Than Fiction, quote, there are in it myths and vagaries, idiotic superstitions, and unhappy thoughts, things that are not merely irrational, but sometimes even quite offensive. But there is also much profound wisdom buried in it, and I believe, believe me, I use the word buried advisedly. <laughs> you have to really dig, dig deep to find something worth reading. And much lofty and generous thinking. Not all the rabbis were bitter and hateful, though heaven knows they all had reason to be. Really? <laughs> How so? For cheating to Goyim? And not all of them were small-minded and bigoted. Granted, there is much chaff in the work. There are also kernels of richest wheat, unquote. The author of the article continues, Unfortunately, those kernels could take forever to find, by which time many people would starve. <laughs> Why look for seeds in, in manure when you can go buy a bag of seeds? I love it. There are many writings in the world much better. Now, now see, this is an Arab speaking, not, not one of those mammy-pammy Judeo-Christians who don't want to offend anybody. This is using straightforward speech, okay? There are many writings in the world much better than this neurotic nonsense. Rabbi Brown continues regarding the much-adored Zohar, or Kabbalah. The real age of Kabbalah, quote, received its first impetus from a book called the Zohar, the Splendor, late in the 13th century. This Zohar contained a Kabbalistic explanation of the Torah that purported to reveal all the secret meanings underlying the peculiar phrases and words of the holy text. A Spanish Jew named Moses de Leon, who sponsored the book, claimed it had been conceived and written by a wonder-working rabbi 1,100 years earlier, so that's 280, and that the manuscript had laid hidden away all the intervening years in a mysterious cave in all probability, however, he had compiled himself from stolen material lifted from the Hindus, Persians, and Hebrew writings. Unquote. Thus, like the Bible, the Zohar is a plagiarism of the mysteries of older cultures, plus a lot of stuff the rabbis made up, and they're still making this stuff up today. Next heading, biblical quotes regarding Israelite Jewish supremacy. For you are a people holy to the Lord and your God, and the Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples that are on the face of the earth. Deuteronomy 7, 6. Well, that is true, but it doesn't apply to Jews. It applies to us. When you draw near to a city to fight against it, offer terms. This is Deuteronomy 20, the terms of engagement, which I have often quoted. 
but this is actually quite fair. You know, when Yahweh instructed the Israelites to destroy the Canaanites, that's what they were supposed to do. But the non-Canaanite people that they might happen to confront, they were to offer first terms of, how should I put it, terms of tribute or peace. And if they didn't uh, accept those terms, then they were put to the sword. So let's continue. So let's see if this is an accurate quotation. I'm sure it will be. When you draw near to a city to fight against it, offer terms of peace to it. And if it answers, and if its answer to you is peace and it opens to you, then all the people who are found in it shall do forced labor for you and shall serve you. But if it makes no peace with you, but makes war against you, then you shall besiege it. And when Yahweh your Elohim gives it into your hand, you shall put all its males to the sword. But the women and the little ones, the cattle and everything else in the city, all its spoil you shall take as booty for yourselves. Now remember, these are not Canaanites. These are nations such as the Philistines, who are Hamites but not Canaanites. They are eligible to be married, such as the Midianites as well. And you shall enjoy the spoil of your enemies, which Yahweh your God has given you. Thus you shall do to all the cities which are very far from you, which are not cities of the nations here, but in the cities of these peoples that Yahweh your God gives you for inheritance, you shall save nothing that breathes, namely the Canaanites. And in the days of those kings of God, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, nor shall its sovereignty be left to another people. It shall break into pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. Daniel 2.44 Next uh, quote here. The Israelites warred against Midian, as Yahweh commanded Moses, and slew every male. And the people of Israel took captive the women of Midian and their little ones. And they took as booty all their cattle, their flocks, and all their goods all their cities and the places where they dwelt. And of course, the Midianites were making war against the Israelites already. And all their encampments they burned with fire and took all the spoil and all the booty, both of man and beast. Moses said to them, quote, Have you let all the women live? Now therefore, kill every male among the little ones and kill every woman who has known man by lying with him. But all the young girls who have not known man by lying with him, keep alive for yourselves. As Dan from Georgia and I read from the last couple of books of Judges this morning, this type of thing happened again, where the the men and women were killed, and, and the boys, but the little girls who who were virgins were left alive and taken as wives for the survivors of the tribe of Benjamin which were slaughtered by all the other, other 11 tribes because of they, had, they had become exceptionally idolatrous. But let's continue, okay? And that's Numbers 31, 7 through 18. And Deuteronomy 15, 2, 3, He should not press his fellow for payment. The foreigner you may press for payment. Again, that's Deuteronomy 15, 2, 3. You must not make your brother pay interest, interest on money, interest on food, interest on anything on which one may claim interest. You may make a foreigner, a Gentile, they say, pay interest, but your brother, you must not pay, make pay interest. Now, of course, these, these laws are for Israelites, not for Jews. And the fact is the Jews violate this anyway because they loan to each other. Uh, they're quoting again this time from Isaiah 60, 10 through 12. 
All right, so this, uh, they're quoting from the Bible and applying it to the Jews, and so that this is not from the Talmud. Although I have to say that much of the Bible is in the Talmud, you know, because the Jews quote it quite profusely, claiming to be Israel themselves. So foreigners shall build, rebuild your walls, and their kings shall minister to you. Your gates shall be opened continuously, day and night they shall not be shut that men may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in procession. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you, you shall perish. Those nations shall be utterly laid waste. And of course, this is talking about the spreading of Israel into the world, into the Western world and all over the world, where our armies you know, took possession of these lands. And that, that, that includes America and Canada. Uh, but that was not, you know, that was not deliberately brutal. There were brutal episodes, but the vast majority of the Indians in America died of plague, cholera, and such. And they were not put to the sword. Of course, you know, the uh, some of the uh, pioneers had battles with the Indians, and of course, our, some of our treaties were not honored. But uh, that's that's the type of thing. Any all people have done that, and so. But nevertheless, Yahweh says, wherever you put your feet. That land belongs to you. We're we're really the only people, and we invented the, the concept of real estate, <laughs> right? That Yahweh has told us to do that, and it was us who took uh, took the world and created real estate, and we determined the boundaries of the nations, not the Jews. Okay, the Jews didn't do that. So let's see if there's any better quotes here. Okay, back to the Talmud. Talmud quotes. The decisions of the Talmud are words of the living God. Jehovah himself asks the opinions of earthly rabbis when there are difficult affairs in heaven. And that's Rabbi Menachem comments for the fifth book. Now, this is actually very good because it corresponds to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, where Paul says, you will find the, the mystery the man of iniquity will be revealed in the end times just before the second coming and who will declare himself to be God and make himself as God. And so this is the quote that corresponds to that. Next heading, Jehovah himself in heaven studies the Talmud. <laughs> no, it's not a heading, it's in bold. Jehovah himself in heaven studies the Talmud, standing as he has such respect for that book. No, I think he's vomiting all over it. Tractate Mahila Mela, Mela. Next quote. Yohanan said, A heathen who studies the Torah deserves death, for it is written, Moses commanded us a law for an inheritance. It is our inheritance, not theirs. Then why is this not included in the Noachian laws? On the reading Marasha and inheritance, he steals it. On the reading Moarash, betrothed, he is as guilty as one who violates a betrothed maiden who was stoned. An objection is raised. Our Meyer used to say, when, wh- Whence do we know that even a heathen who studies the Torah as, is as a high priest? From the verse, ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments which if a man do, he shall live in them. Priests, Levites, and Israelites are not mentioned, but men. Hence thou mayest learn that even a heathen who studies the Torah 
is as a high priest. That refers to their own seven laws. That's interesting. I had never heard that before, but uh, of course they tend to, they want to cont- uh, decapitate us anyway. And that comes from Sanhedrin 59a. So, and, and we know, of course, that the rabbis disagree amongst themselves about numerous, uh, numerous concepts, numerous quotations from Scripture. And Mr. Kim says, quoting Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Great quote. Yahweh knows the heart of these rabbis. They're not, they're not going to get away with this, but he's using the Talmud and Judaism and all of our enemies against us to punish us when the time comes. And he's, he's done this over and over and over throughout history. Okay, next quotation. A Jew should and must make a false oath when the Goyim asks if our books contain anything against them. That's a good one. That's Salaoth Utsabot, Book of Joradiah, 17. Next quote. We beg thee, O Lord, indict thy wrath on the nations not believing in thee and not calling on thy name. Let down thy wrath on them and inflict them with thy wrath. Drive them away in thy wrath and crush them into pieces. Take away, O Lord, all bone from them. In a moment, indict all disbelievers. Destroy in a moment all foes of thy nation. Draw out with the root, disperse and ruin unworthy nations. Destroy them, destroy them immediately, in this very moment. Prayer said on the eve of Passover, Pronitus says, Christianus in Talmud Judeorum, quotations from Synagoga Judaica. Next, the Feast of Tabernacles is the period when Israel triumphs over the other people of this world. That is why during this feast we seize the lulab and carry it as a trophy to show that we have conquered all of the peoples known as populace. Now, that's not true. The Feast of Tabernacles has nothing to do with conquering other people. The Feast of Tabernacles, we, we pitch tents and live out in the wilderness in, prepare, in preparation for the second coming when the world will become a wilderness and we won't have, most of us won't have houses to live in. We're going to have to camp out. That's what the Feast of Tabernacles is about. When, ja, when Jesus, Yahshua, comes and conquers the nations, okay, or destroys those evil nations that deserve to be destroyed. This is from Zohar, Toldoth Noah, 63b. Next quote, when the Messiah comes, every Jew will have 2,800 slaves. Uh, We'll see about that. Simeon Hadarsan, following 56d. Resh Lakish said, He who is observant of fringes will be privileged to be served by 2,800 slaves. For it is said, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, In those days it shall come to pass that ten men shall take hold out of all the languages of the nations, shall even take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, We will all go with you, etc. Yeah, we'll all go with you to get decapitated by the Noahide laws, right? Uh, Masaba, it's M-A-S period, I think it's Masaba. Shabbat 31b. 
on the house of the Goyim. See, a lot of these quotations are taken from Scripture, but very much amended in their language. Next, on the house of the Goy, Goy means unclean and is the disparaging term for a non-Jew, one looks as on the fold of cattle. Tosefta, Tractate Erubin 8. Next quote, when a Jew has a Gentile in his clutches, another Jew may go to the same Gentile, lend him money, and in turn deceive him, so that the Gentile shall be ruined. For the property of a Gentile, according to our law, belongs to no one. And the first Jew that passes has full right to seize it. That's how they treat us, folks. That's called the stock market. Shulchan Aruch, Shosen Hamispat 156. If it can be proven that someone has given the money of Israelites to the Goyim, or the Jews, money of Jews to the Goyim, a way must be found after prudent consideration to wipe them off the face of the earth. Well, they're doing that now, aren't they? With COVID and the lockdowns. And uh, financing uh, other nations to come and destroy us and uh, immigrate into our lands and destroy us. This is from Shoshen Ham 388,15. Happy will be the loss of, of the Jews, of Jewry, whom the Holy One, blessed be he, has chosen from amongst the Goyim, of whom the scriptures say, quote, Their work is but vanity. It is an illusion at which we must laugh. They will all perish when God visits them in his wrath, unquote. At the moment when the Holy One, blessed be he, will exterminate all the Goyim of the world, the Jewry alone will subsist, even as it is written, quote, The Lord alone will appear on that great day. Yeah, he sure will. But no, Jesus says he's coming back with a host of angels to destroy the Edomites, the Edomite Jews. That quote from Zohar, Vaish, uh, Vaishbla, Vaishla, sorry, Vaishla, 177b. That the Jewish nation is the only nation selected by God, while all the remaining ones are contemptible and hateful that all property of other nations belongs to the Jewish nation, which consequently is entitled to seize upon it without any scruples. An Orthodox Jew is not bound to observe principles of morality towards people of other tribes. He may act contrary to morality, if profitable, to himself or to Jews in general. A Jew may rob a goy. He may cheat him over a bill, which should not be perceived by him, Otherwise, the name of God would become dishonored. Yes, so don't get caught. Shulchan Aruch shows in Hamispat 348. A couple more here as we're running out of time. One, Hanina said, If a heathen smites a Jew, he is worthy of death. For it is written, And he looked this way and that way, and when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian. Exodus 2.12. Rabbi Hanina also said, He who smites an Israelite on the jaw is as though he had thus assaulted the divine presence. For it is written, One who smiteth man, i.e. an Israelite, or Jew, attacketh the Holy One. This is from Sanhedrin 58b. So, no, no supremacism in the Talmud at all. In other words, if a non-Jew kills a Jew, the non-Jew can be killed. Punching a Jew is akin to assaulting God, but killing a non-Jew is not like assaulting God.
Next, if a goy killed a goy or a Jew, he is responsible. But if a Jew killed a goy, he is not responsible. This is Tosefta, Abod Azara, uh, chapter 8, page 5. Next, has it not been taught with respect to robbery if one stole or robbed or seized a beautiful woman or committed similar offenses, that is kidnapping, of course, if these were perpetrated by one Kothian, I guess that's where we get uncouth from, Kothian of Samaritan, Goy, Gentile, heathen, non-Jew, against another, the theft must not be kept. And likewise, the theft of a, of a Jew by a Kothian but that of a Kothian by a Jew may be retained. But if robbery is a capital offense, should not the Tana have taught he incurs a penalty? Because the second clause wishes to state, quote, but that of a Kothian by an Israelite may be retained. Therefore, the former clause reads, quote, theft of an Israelite by a Kothian must not be kept. <laughs> so we can't keep anything we steal from the Jews. But what, what have we stolen from the Jews? Nothing. You haven't stolen it. They steal from us, period. But where a penalty is incurred, it is explicitly stated. For the commencing clause teaches, quote, for murder, whether of a Cuthian by a Cuthian or of an Israelite by a Cuthian, punishment is incurred. But of a Cuthian by an Israelite, there is no death penalty. All right, so... This is the uh, nature of the Talmud, and you know we have read other uh, we have read others, you know such the Talmud unmasked by Reverend Prionitis and others, and of course Elizabeth Dilling, we've quoted from her work as well. So I was just wondering what the uh, Arabs uh, might have to say about the Talmud. There were a couple of quotes that I am not familiar with, and uh, you know, so I'll add that to my list uh, when I actually do, you know, a, a program about this, uh, a full length program. And analysis. So let's continue. A couple more. We have about uh, two minutes left. Sanhedrin 57a. That was uh, that I just quoted. Translation: A Jew may rob a goy, but a goy may not rob a Jew. If a goy murders another goy or a Jew, he should be killed. But a Jew will not be incurring the death penalty for killing a non-Jew. Kill the goyim by any means possible. Hoshan Hamishpat 425.50 Everyone who sheds the blood of the impious, not Jews, is as acceptable to God as he who offers a sacrifice to God. So everyone, would that include Goyim? Goyim killing Goyim? But not from the previous uh, quotation it wouldn't be. So he's talking about Jews. If Jews kill the Goyim, that's good. Yalkut 245c Extermination of the Christians is a necessary sacrifice. Zohar, Shemoth. And I think one final quote. No, actually, we don't have time for one final quote. So, folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Our uh, first hour with, uh, with Doc Waterman was very excellent, very good health information there and we found out how the Arabs feel about the Talmud. They pretty much agree with us that it's an evil, evil book. Okay, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, I hope, at uh, for Bloodlines. Take care, everybody. Yahweh bless.
Bye-bye. Free people will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.